There are shows in this world that we will never fully understand, understand, except Ghost Adventures. We have watched every episode to build our obsession, our fandom, watching alongside each other because no one we know really gives a damn, gives a damn. Watching Zack and crew catch groundbreaking proof of the paranormal, inspiring us to explore our own interest in otherworldly phenomena. This is our podcast. We are Paranormal Kuntas. All right, hey, 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 everybody, it's me, Leah. And it's me, Bethany. And we're super excited for tonight's episode. We are really just beyond the grave. We're full of joy and excitement right now. We have Fred and Steven here with us of Curious Twins Paranormal. What up, guys? Hey. Hi. Thanks for having us. Oh my God. Thank you for talking to us. We're super, like, we're fangirling right now. Yeah, we're like, oh yeah, my God. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love you guys. <laughs> no, we love you. Oh my God. This is great. So, <laughs> so again, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out and chat with us. Um, of course, we, we have the opportunity to kind of chat a little bit at um, Paranormal Fest 2021. Again, thank you so, so mm-hmm. much for inviting us to be a part of that experience. It, like changed our lives. <laughs> oh, my word to God. Yeah, it was a really, really cool event. And I think that y'all brought something really special. And we got a lot of like really positive feedback of people who either were like super big fans of yours and were looking forward to hearing y'all or had not heard of y'all. And we're stoked to kind of go back and, and take a listen to all that you did. Yeah, people talking about downloading episodes that night. So it was great. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Heck, yeah. It was just a really cool environment. You guys did an amazing job. The event, it, it went off without a hitch. I'm not sure how much. I know y'all were probably just sweating and going crazy all night trying to keep everything <laughs> running and flowing. But it really was in my opinion, a seamless festival. So great job. Yeah, you guys rocked it. Really it. Awesome. Pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thank you guys for bringing so much to it. We yeah. Appreciate we appreciate that. Thank you. Oh yeah. No. Awesome. Awesome. But, and of course we we're all joined and bonded by our fascination, I guess, with the paranormal. So we wanted to really have you guys on to hear a little bit, maybe about your personal stories and what kind of sure. draw John into the, to the world of the paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so right yeah turn it around to you guys and take it away <laughs> cool well, i'll start so um you know i have always really been into spooky stories horror movies gothic literature i just always wanted to be scared and i think part of that was because i had three older brothers i was the youngest of, of, of four boys and they always tried to scare me <laughs> and like I, they would like literally like be hiding in closets and I would always just be kind of scared and I thought at one point that I should just like be okay with like fear a little bit I guess or own up to that I guess and so like they were into horror movies and I was like okay I'm not going to be scared anymore I'm going to start enjoying this and I just tried to consume as much as I could. And then by the time I was like a teenager, I was upset. And I wanted to like find all the obscure horror movies, like the Asian cinema that nobody had talked about. And it was just kind of a thing that I really wanted to do. Um, and then like personally, I had, you know, never really had like a lot of really big experiences with the paranormal, but 
there were always like stories um, that like my family would share with me. And I remember being maybe like seven or eight years old. And I had a cousin who was like maybe five years older than me. And we were really close. And we would always stay at my grandma's house together. Um, and he had a lot of experiences there. And he would say that he would be awoken up in the middle of the night. And his bed was right next to a window. And he would look out the window and he would see these like glowing red eyes. And so that like really, really stuck with me. And, you know, I would hear stories from other family members and it was just kind of like an oral like history that I was really fascinated with. And I thought that, you know, scary stories and, and these experiences are things that like really draw people together um, and it allows us to like connect to each other. So that was really like my experience with the paranormal. But I was also kind of a skeptic uh, growing up a little bit. I was like fascinated with it. I love like the idea of the paranormal, but I never really had firsthand experiences. So that was something that like, I wasn't really sure like if it was something that existed or not. Um, so yeah. And then I was also like a big, uh, charmed Buffy angel fan. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, so like, <laughs> um, yeah. So that was like, you know, part of my like fascination with sci-fi and horror. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. And I love it. Cause even in y'all's bio, I think it's like, uh, it mentions Fred and, uh, medium and then Steven like horror obsessed. And I was like, yes. And like the whole time you're talking, Bethany's just like fist pumping over here. Like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. To hear you say Buffy, we were like, oh, my God, what? Like Buffy charms? Like, yes. But <laughs> yes so we I definitely that. understand that. <laughs> For sure. And then it really wasn't until I met Fred that I got, I guess, concrete evidence of the paranormal. And um, I'll let him share a little bit of his story because it's pretty fascinating. Sure. I think for me as a kid, a really, really early kid, I... Um, I was really interested in ghost stories. Um, I was just, you know, really fascinated. My grandfather uh, had been in the service and he had served in World War II and had traveled, you know, to all these places. And he was like on humanitarian missions and he was always encountering amazing stories and he would share these stories with me. And, you know, I remember like loving them, but I was always afraid of these stories. And probably right around the age of four, I remember, you know, waking up from a dream that was just really bizarre and in the dream I remember my great-grandmother um like looking for her and you know she was you know in her late 80s at this point and I remember opening my grandparents closet trying to look for my great-grandmother I don't know why but I thought I would think I, I thought she was in there and so I opened up the closet and I almost kind of like stumbled onto this like magical world in this closet through the dream and I I saw my great grandmother and she was kind of like, you know, in the spirit form. And it was just like very strange. And I think immediately I knew that she was going to die. Um, and I knew that. And it was just something that was kind of like that I, I knew. And, and I, I knew all these details about her death, like when she was going to die. I knew it would be right after Christmas that she was going to die alone and that we weren't going to be able to get inside her house. And like, I just, there was all these details. And I remember telling my grandmother, you know, these, you know, this kind of, uh, this knowledge that I had, and this was her mom, you know, that I was dreaming of. And I remember like my grandmother just looking at me like, gosh, this kid is crazy. Um, you know, and then it was probably a couple months later that my grandmother died and my great grandmother died exactly the way that I, I knew. And it was just this feeling of knowing. Um, and very shortly after her death, I remember spending the night in her house. My cousins had moved into that house temporarily, um, before, you know, my family could sell it and they were living there. 
I remember getting up in the middle of the night and um, I was a, like kind of like a, I guess a kid that was always afraid of things. And so I knew I needed to go to the bathroom and I didn't want to go by myself. And it was like this big old creepy house. And so I tried to wake up my cousins to go with me. Nobody would wake up. So I like reluctantly went on my own. And as I like left the room, the bedroom, I remember seeing that like somebody start following me. And I was like, oh, you know, it's probably my Thea or whatever. And, you know, I just thinking they were taking care of me. But then like I went to the bathroom and that shadow kind of was still there. And I, I don't know, there was something that I distrusted. And at that point, I was like, this isn't my Thea. This is my grandmother and uh, my great grandmother. And I remember telling my family about it and they like, you know, they all thought, gosh, this kid is so weird. Um, except one of my theos, my Theo Jose, like believed it and believed in me and gave me kind of a space. And from that point on, I would experience really strange things, especially at night in my bedroom. I would experience like spirits coming and being totally afraid of it. And at one point, uh, I thought that my mother was dressing up like, like this monster <laughs> to scare me. Cause I remember her always telling me stories of the boogeyman and all of this stuff. And so like in my head, like for a while, I thought that my mom was trying to scare me and it really probably wasn't into my thirties that I realized, Oh crap. Like your mom never tried to scare you. You were just experiencing spirits in your room. You didn't know what to do. Um, and so it got me to, to really want to make the paranormal a little bit more normal for people. Um, and so that was really kind of, uh, you know, what got me interested. And for a long time, I kind of ignored gifts that I had um, all through college. I pretended like they weren't there. I wanted to be really normal. Um, but they kept coming, you know, and until finally um, I met Stephen. And Stephen kind of, I guess, supercharged those, like, that interest because we were both really interested in exploring it together. And so every time we would travel, we would start um, doing ghost tours and going to haunted places. And that's just kind of how we got started with it. I should mention that the very first date that we run, went on, he actually did a card reading for me. Um, and I was like, okay, this guy's the one. Like, he's a weirdo like me, and I love it. <laughs> I, was like, I was totally into it, and, uh, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> that's beautiful. It really is, like, a little tear in my eye. That's, that's, that's all, No, that's awesome. And I think... Um, that's an insane capability. Like, like you said, like you, you felt crazy or, or people will think when you say these things out loud that you're crazy. And Bethany and I have, and Bethany and I, excuse me, have made that comment a couple of times. Like a lot of people don't share their experiences or admit that there could be the possibility because it can sound kind of crazy, but for you to have that gift, um, I, I mean, I, I mean, I imagine at this point, right, you're embracing it, but is that something that's kind of all the time for you or does it is it in and out like how does that work with yeah <laughs> so um as a kid it was all the time I didn't know how to control it I didn't know how to deal with it I didn't know who to talk to um so it was really really all the time it was probably not until like my later 20s that I began to like communicate with the spirits um and tell them hey this isn't cool I don't like this like you know, and I kind of, at that time, I set up rules. And um, and so I kind of closed myself off to not always being open to it and trying to be a little bit more responsible with that. And so today, um, I'm mostly a channeler when I help people, like, talk to, you know, loved ones from the other side. I, I try not to be open. I try to be as grounded as possible just because, you know, I think it was kind of traumatic as a kid. Um, but 
I think that's helped me a lot, you know, and it also helps me help other people to kind of do the same thing. Cause I think, you know, I will encounter people who, you know, they feel like they're going crazy. They feel like nobody understands them. They feel like they have nowhere to turn. And just having somebody like that says, oh, okay, this makes sense. This is normal. Um, and creating a safe space has uh, opened my eyes to a lot of this stuff as well and kind of helped me to refine that a little bit. Yeah, I like how you were saying how you want to make it more normal for people like the paranormal to bring it more yeah. normal. Yeah, be- because I agree. Um, so- totally. oh, no, go. You oh, go. no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think that, that so many people are so scared of the paranormal, so scared that something could happen to them, that if anything actually does happen to them, they're like, oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I do kind of want people to to realize that the paranormal isn't always scary, that it can be beautiful and profound and romantic and touching and healing all at the same time. And I think that's like really, um, you know, what our ancestors practiced for so long, the idea of communicating with the spirits, trusting the spirits, trusting the process of life. Um, And so that's kind of what we try to share, you know, we'll, we'll get asked like, you know, do you do jump scares on your tours? And it's like, no, like we, we try to make everything super genuine and just, give people the idea of what really is the paranormal mm-hmm. yeah and it's been like probably the more most rewarding thing for us is people being open with us and everybody has a story you know everybody has had some sort of experience that they want to share with us and after a tour you know somebody confiding in us and saying you know i grew up in a haunted house and it was really really scary for me or you know i have uh experiences in my home right now and i don't really know how to deal with it can you help me um, and it's just like things like that is like people feeling like they can trust us um, and people being open and us knowing that, OK, we're our job is to make the paranormal more normal. And we're doing that. We're making a safe space for people. And um, it's a really beautiful thing to be able to connect with people in a really interesting way like that and to hear so many stories and to make people feel like they're not crazy, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, it's just like there's so much, um, you know, there's so many people out there who feel like they're going to be judged or who maybe haven't even told a soul in their lives and they're, you know, full adults and we're the first people that they're telling. Um, and so that's a really like rewarding thing that we've been able to to tap into with our tour company. Yeah, it's a profound connection. You know, um, you do. Yeah. yeah, Some people do really need to have someone that they feel that they can trust, um, to be able to talk about these things. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's a profound connection. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, living in San Antonio for a long time and growing up in Texas, I I think we're kind of a a superstitious people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That just like runs in our blood. And and so I, I think that a lot of people, are kind of scared to talk about this, are scared. But at the same time, I think that there's so much respect for the paranormal because it is something that isn't quite understood. And so people fear it and respect it. And some people try to avoid it. Um, And some people are willing to embrace that and say, okay, what is the spirit world telling me? Is there a message here? Is there something that I can learn? Um, You know, is is the paranormal just trying to make me a better person, I think, you know? Yeah, and I think that's also what we try to do with our, our tours is not just share the scary parts, you know, because I think, like, people's first interaction with the paranormal is, like, obviously going to be through, like, TV shows, ghost adventures, horror movies, like, things that are scary, um, and people having really kind of terrifying experiences. But a lot of what 
really happens in real life is, you know, little things, uh, you know, a spirit moving something. Um, and a lot of times, you know, spirits just want to be recognized. They just want to coexist with us. And we try to share those types of stories, too, because I think that it will allow people to kind of reevaluate, like maybe a haunt that they had in their childhood or something that they experienced in the past. And maybe it wasn't like an evil presence trying to oppress them. You know, maybe it was just a spirit wanting to say hi. Um, and that's totally OK. Um, and so I think like when we're sharing these things with people, it's really, really intentional. We want to get it right. We want to make it accurate and we want to make people feel like they're they're safe as well. Yeah, you know, one of the, you know, a profound experience that, you know, I like to share is, um, you know, early on when we started, you know, Curious Twins, we got a phone call from a lady who had been going through just what she felt was like really bizarre paranormal encounters, strange things happening in her house, like, you know, just, you know, and she was military and she was, you know, currently enlisted in the military and, you know, she couldn't tell anybody about this. And so she brought us in and we came in and her thought was that, you know, maybe there was something demonic, maybe something really negative happening. And their mind was jumping to that. And they, they talked to us a little bit about when they first moved into the house that they were experiencing these, these issues with. And they said as soon as they moved in, probably about four days after that, they had actually had a really violent home invasion. And somebody broke into their home, very violent with them, you know, tortured them. Like this was like a, you know, like a two hour affair that they dealt with. And a few days before she had moved into this new house, her very best friend that she had since childhood died unexpectedly of a heart attack. And, you know, she was really grappling with the emotions of, you know, one moving, having this horrible home invasion, you know, surviving from it, you know, feeling very, you know, triggered. And then this, this haunt, you know, starts happening. And, um, and so we investigated and we did a series of EVPs and, um, and it was really interesting because we, we got the name of that friend come through. And then that name came through. We also got, you know, that, you know, it's me. It's just me. There's nothing, you know, it's like, there's nothing here that is harmful. I've just been here the whole time trying to protect you. I love you. Um, and this was the messages that we're getting from the other side. And, you know, I think that, that that's the kind of reality that I think a lot of times haunts really can be, not always, um, but they can be very much a, a profound thing, a way of the spirit world protecting us, a way of, you know, us knowing that we're not alone as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally, totally agree with that. <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, I, I feel like I've experienced something similar to that um, where I thought I was being attacked. And uh, we had someone mm. kind of channel into our house and, and she was like, no, it's just trying to get your attention and tell you to wake up. It's not trying to attack you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you just kind of have to acknowledge it sometimes and thank it. And then, like, mm-hmm. stuff calms down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so... You know, it's just been a a cool experience to take this from, you know, being a really scared child and, you know, like covered with blankets (laughs) on my bed to being able to, you know, like go and and, and help people in a way that I think is profound for them and and healing. Mm -hmm. 
Oh no, that's awesome. And I, I think to go back to kind of like the, when you were describing what's going on on the tours and what y'all's real goal sure. is for everybody to experience. I first heard about you guys from TK um, of yes, Las sure. Ofrendas. Yeah. And she told oh, me, yeah. yeah, she was like, do you know these guys? They're in San Antonio. And I was like, no, I haven't heard of them. And she was like, I did one of their tours and I cried. She was like, it was just beautiful. The history. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Like I need to know. And, uh, and we're looking at the November 6th date on the calendar, just a heads up. Uh, so, <laughs> so we were like, when can we get out there? But we definitely want to experience the tour because to hear that feedback and then to hear you guys really just kind of break it down and what your goal is for, I mean, with the interest of the paranormal and what you're really trying to bring across. I think that that, like you said, it's, it's beautiful. And we've had people come on and share their stories and they're just more spiritual. Um, and I think that's really a huge part of the paranormal. I mean, it's fun for the scares here and there. And that's like, I don't know, it can be interesting and fascinating, but I think realistically, like you're saying more of it is just more spiritual and more just being in tuned with that. I think, uh, like you said, bringing it back to our ancestors, it was just, that's just how we communicated. We had that, those spiritual guides and they're still here. Like th that just doesn't go away, you know? And if you're willing to be in tune with it and really kind of focus on it, I think you'd, you'd see it or hear it a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, we're, we're not knocking on those other types of tours. Like there's, there's definitely a time and place for everything. And we're, we're fans of that, you know, we get it. Um, and we've done those tours and we've enjoyed them. Um, but when we had the opportunity to make our own tour company, we also recognized that there was a place for something more genuine and honest. Mm -hmm. And we also recognized that, like, particularly in our city, there was a lot of room to grow when it came to telling an accurate history of the city. And, um, you know, for lack of better words, like a non-whitewashed version of, of San Antonio's history. Yeah. Um, because, you know, what they teach in Texas history in schools is not always mm -hmm. the way it went down, you know? <laughs> and so for us, for us to be able to, like, dig into that and tell people when they come and visit San Antonio in front of the Alamo and say, this is indigenous land. Mm -hmm. You are on indigenous land right now. And there are indigenous bodies under it. Like that is a legit thing that they don't tell you about. Right. And so to be able to share that with people and to be real and say like, this is a part of our history. And this is one of the reasons why our city is so haunted. And there's so many active, uh, you know, activity here. Um, that's, that's a big part of it. And we want to tell people that, and it's important to us that we do that. Yeah. I think, you know, about, you know, before, way before we ever started, I remember, um, having this idea of doing a ghost tour company in college. And, um, and then one popped up here in San Antonio and I was like, Oh, I'm too late to the game. And, uh, <laughs> and I remember going on this ghost tour and wanting to go on being really, really excited. And I remember the guide talking about how there are, there, there are Indian spirits here. You know, he didn't use the word in, indigenous. He used mm -hmm. the word Indian. There's Indian spirits here. And they're here because they're so grateful to the Spanish for bringing them Catholicism. Oh, and it's just like, yeah. oh, my God, this is totally barf-worthy, you know? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but I think that's one of the things that really cued us into saying, oh, God, like, you know, there is this Texas narrative of everything being about, you know, this battle of the Alamo and these very strong and brave people and that, you know, the state is created on, on, on bravery. But, I, you know, it, it's a little darker than that. And, and so to, to tell that story 
in a way that I think can open people's eyes to perhaps make tomorrow a little bit better um, has been really exciting. You know, it, it just uh, it, it's really cool to see that and, and both really young people and an older people that are discovering their city in a, a whole new format. And, you know, we get a lot of out of town guests, but I would say like we're a really fortunate local tour company because I would say at least 50% of all of our business is local, which is not something that I think a lot of other companies experience. Yeah. And, you know, having, for me, I was born and raised in San Antonio and I, I didn't really get a, a glimpse into that history until I was really in college and to be able to share that with people who, you know, families, people who bring their kids and for them to, to, to get that information early on, you know, that's really um, a cool thing that we're able to do. But, you know, you really don't have to do jump scares and you don't have to make up scary stories because the real history is scary enough. Yes. Um, and so, you know, that, that's really one of the, the, the interesting things that we get to do with people is, is uncover history and share that history. Yeah, and that's super important. Like, not only is it cool and fun, but it's important, you know? Yeah, and that's really why we want to focus in, like like we say, bringing our east side haunts. Because, I mean, realistically, our minorities, brown people, black people, those are the neighborhoods we were placed in. Uh, and now we're being pushed out of them. Uh, and it's for us, it's really important to hear these stories and make sure that people know that... Like, these are our streets, our, our, our lands, right? Like to, to, it, it, we're very attached. Uh, and I think that comes back really deep to our culture and our roots and our ancestors, like that feeling of having something, yeah, something taken away from us. And it was, it's just been really upsetting. And uh, again, we're, we're fascinated by the paranormal and we love our neighborhoods and, and growing up hearing these stories from, uh, you know, the neighborhood, uh, kids and families it was just really important for us to to kind of make a little space for these voices to be heard because of that like these neighborhoods are disappearing these lands are changing and it's just it's a constant and it's it's heartbreaking so to want to bring that to the forefront um it's really nice to hear and i think that that's what makes it really exciting to talk to you guys because it's just I think we're we're trying to do the same thing in different ways. Just don't lose sight of yeah. of the stories that that are important and that came with this land. You know, it's it's too crucial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and that's one of the reasons why we're big fan girls of you, you as well. <laughs> so yeah, we, lo- we love what y'all are doing, and I think we think that what y'all have going on and like it's really important. And you don't see a lot of like Latina representation in the paranormal community and you know kudos to, to fred for when he was thinking about paranormal fest this year he's like you know what we need to have latinas front and center um and so you know th- that was uh really something that we wanted to see for our event and we're so glad that y'all were able to to be part of it in a really special way Oh, yeah. No, again, thank thank you so much. It was like, I think we, we got the message and I was like, this isn't real. Like I, I, I double clicked on the profile and read it like three times. And I was like, this is a joke. Like, hold on. And I, I told Bethany, like, log in, read this. What is this? Is this real? Like, what do we say? <laughs> like, so, so it meant a lot. And, and but for the same reason, like just letting people know there's a space to hear stories from you know someone who they can relate to um and that's really important for us right yeah from you know from people from gente like you know exactly. every, everybody has a story and those stories are are important and you know when we're we're sitting in the you know standing in the middle of downtown san antonio and all tourists know are the alamo the battle of the alamo mm-hmm. and 
you know, they they don't see the the true history. Like that's something that we want to open people's eyes to. You know, uh, about the the neighborhoods that were completely displaced at Hemisphere Park. You know, when when the Tower of America was built, it was built over people's homes. You know, that's all important stories to tell. Um, you know, that that displacement is happening happening in different ways in different parts of the you know the city, the state. Um, in your city, you know, th- those are things that we see all all the time. Um, and, you know, if, if we don't make space for those stories, who's going to tell them, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a and Bethany mentioning like her experience, we kind of chalked it up to the spirit letting us know, like, we can't let go of this space. Like after we did had more conversations yeah. with our family, like we really kind of took it as a mm-hmm. warning as y'all need to hold this down. Like this, uh, this land's being bought out left and right. The houses that are popping up, the stores that are coming in, like we need to do our best to keep this neighborhood as Brown as possible. So the spirit was like, y'all ain't going nowhere. Like y'all need to wake up. Y'all need to wake up and snap the fuck out of it. And, and realize that this is, this is your space. This is your home. Don't, don't let anybody take it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Really profound. I think that, you know, through the telling of ghost stories, we we can kind of, you know, bring healing to, you know, some of these things and some of this displacement and some of this hurt and injustice that has happened over time. And, you know, so I, I'm so grateful that that you're taking that space and that you are championing those those voices. And um, I think that it's so many more of us in the community like did that. I think that we could really, you know, one, create a lot of healing and two, you know, maybe slow down gentrification just a little (laughs) (laughs) or just make people more interested i i we have these conversations where people who are gentrifying the neighborhoods and just kind of coming in there they love the neighborhood so much and they love the culture but how quickly can we get rid of it though like how quickly can we bulldoze it and run it over to make it something that's more convenient for us but and and we're left standing there like but we thought you loved the culture. <laughs> like, what do you mean you want to get rid of it? This like, is what you moved here for, for right? right? Now you're trying to erase it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that it, makes sense. It, it, it's upsetting. It, every time we, we drive in our old neighborhood and see something different pop up, it's like a sure. little, you feel it. You feel it in your soul. Like you really do. And it's just heartbreaking. So yeah, we're, we're really wanting to continue getting stories from the area. And then, uh, like you said, from from our culture and just keep it going. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. It's great. And and Steven, you mentioned, I kind of want to go back a little bit. The conversation's been so good. Um, But you mentioned you hadn't really had any profound um, experiences until Fred came into your life. And I'm just kind of curious, like doing the tours, um, and I know in the locations y'all are going to are, of course, famously haunted. Has there been a moment on any of the tours where y'all just kind of thought, okay, maybe maybe we don't tour this place anymore. Has there been any, <laughs> any place where that's like, all right, we're going to, we're going to cross that one off the list. Never again. Uh, <laughs> so maybe yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, I would say, you know, I, so since I've, I've been with Fred and, and since Fred has kind of like opened my eyes, I've, I've like personally seen him help people in like profound ways that like I, there's no logical explanation of how he would know certain things, you know? So that, like, that one opened my eyes a little bit, like, um, seeing him help people personally. And then also when we did tours and investigations of different haunted properties, like, definitely the Victoria's Black Swan Inn, um, every time that we go 
and tour and investigate with a group of people, there's, you know, usually somebody will experience something. Um, and I had my first like experience there where something moved, where I saw something, like I physically saw something like I've never, ever seen, I've never seen apparitions before. I've never seen anything. Um, and that was in the milking barn there on the property is a old part of the property, uh, dates back to when it was a, a blue bonnet dairy. And, um, it was just me. It was a, I think it was a private tour, a small tour. Um, it was me and then a couple. And we were, we all had like EMF detectors out. It was really, really quiet. I thought like maybe nothing's going to happen that night. And then out of nowhere, um, all of our detectors go off. And I'll say that we're both in like two separate parts of the milking barn, like two different rooms. And all of our detectors go off. And there was a box right in front of me. Um, and it was firmly planted on it on a table. And that box kind of like flew off the table and right in front of me and landed like right in front of my feet. Um, so that freaked me out, but that didn't really scare me um, enough to like not want to ever go back. Um, but probably one place that will, you know, that we're we weary of going back to is going to be the Presidio La Bahia in Goliad, Texas. And so um, if you're not familiar, there's, uh, you know, an old mission. It's uh, also the site of a really bloody massacre at the hands of General Santa Ana, um, I want to say 500-ish men, um, Texians, were were uh, essentially massacred there in one day. Um, but today, it's uh, a museum, but also a venue. People get married there. Um, and they have living quarters that you can stay overnight in. And you have the entire mission to yourself. So it's really, really special. Um, we first went as a couple, just kind of like a little romantic, you know, haunted getaway, um, <laughs> as, as we do. Uh, and it was, uh, it was really, really cool. The, the church is really beautiful. Um, and it was really kind of an uncomfortable night for us. Um, it was very paranormally active. We felt like we were being watched the whole time. We tried to get a little bit of sleep, but it was like really, really strange. Like I remember often, like I would just like wake up and like thinking that I heard like a loud noise. And I wasn't sure if that was like my dream or if I actually heard it. And then I would go back to sleep and the same thing would happen. So it happened over and over and over again. And Fred had experienced the same thing. Um, so that was like a really active night. And so we thought, you know, we'd come back with a team. And so we, we, we went back um, with a group of people. And as I was like, uh, as we were getting to Goliad, like I started having like stomach pains. Um, and it got like worse and worse and worse as we got closer to the, the Presidio La Bahia. Um, by the time that we actually got there, I was like, man, I think I'm going to have to like nap or like sit this out while y'all go and investigate. So, so I did that. I actually slept through the entire investigation, but they, uh, the group and with Fred, they ended up staying up and, and doing their, their thing. And they experienced a whole bunch of stuff like, random like gusts of wind coming from in like inside like it was like a gust of wind that like did not there's no explanation like how it, where it would come from um people also like responding really emotionally to the property um just like having really high emotions for no reason um but then there was also like non-paranormal things there's like a wild pack of dogs that came by there's like a family that tried to break in and, and come and experience the facility with like a permission so it was just like a really strange night for everybody 
but I woke up the next morning and I was like in so much pain and I was like, I need to go to the hospital. Mm. Um, and I was just like, my stomach was really, really bothering me. And so the nearest hospital I think was like in Victoria, Texas. And I was like, just drive me home. Like, I want to go to San Antonio. Like, let's go there. <laughs> and so we like rushed, we rushed back to San Antonio and, um, it turned out I had appendicitis, meaning to have my appendix removed. Oh my and so I, you know, I don't know, like maybe it was bound to happen no matter what. Or, you know, I think personally that it really did have to do with the energy of the procedure. And, you know, it, it really had a physical impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one place that I would personally prefer not, <laughs> not to go back. Um, I'd maybe go for a visit, but I don't know if I would want to do another overnight again. Um, so it's, it's a really fascinating history there, an interesting spot, and it's really beautiful, but it's, it's pretty haunted. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I, I don't go back. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that to yourself. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a wild place to be. Like, do it. <laughs> even with the other stuff going on, wild dogs and people breaking yeah. in. Oh my God. Yeah. No, no, no. Be careful. <laughs> but like, and so has that, do you think maybe opened you up a little bit more? Cause I was telling Bethany the other day, um, I, I've had experiences growing up as a child, instances that I really can't explain, um, but I've never really felt like constantly in tuned. But now that we're doing this and we're having these conversations more, I f- maybe maybe it's maybe it's just me. I don't know, but I feel like now I'm more aware, or these these senses are a little more heightened because it's so in the forefront. So. Uh, for Steven, do you kind of, I don't know if that's maybe the same for you, uh, being someone who was kind of skeptical. Now this is kind of your world, right? This is something that you do day in, day out. Have those senses changed at all for you? I think so. I think like definitely I'm a little bit more aware of like, um, like, Hey, that moved (laughs) or like, you know, that door (laughs) kind of like opened on its own, but it doesn't like scare me so much. Um, I think maybe before I was always a little bit scared of experiencing something real. Um, but now knowing what I know, having experienced what we've experienced, I think I'm a little bit more open to it. I mean, I still haven't seen an apparition. I mean, maybe I have, maybe I just like just thought it was a regular person. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think I've seen an apparition. And so like, I, that's something that's never happened to me, but I have heard things. I have seen things move. Um, things have been like moved from one area to another area without explanation, things like that. Our equipment, um, you know, definitely has some, you know, there's, there's proof there. There's evidence there. Um, we've captured things on, on photos and videos. Like there's definite, like I know, like, yes, this is 100% real. Um, and I think like that, like that's definitely a good point. Like, you know, a lot, a lot of people maybe aren't in tune and, you know, personally, we believe that everybody has the ability to, step into the other side and connect with the spirit world and and connect with spirits but you're not really in tune to it and a lot of people ask us like what is the most important like paranormal tool that you have like what 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 should i buy what should i have in my tool belt um and we always tell people like your body is the most important tool Mm -hmm. that you have if you want to investigate if you want to experience the paranormal like tap into your body get into that headspace like open yourself up and you know, pay attention to your senses. Like, do you smell something, see something? Does, does your hair stick up on the back of your neck? Those are all good indicators that perhaps there's something paranormal going on around you. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think doing this work and learning about these things, like it really does open you up a little bit. 
Yeah, no, that's good to hear because I was like, man, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting in my head about it, but I'm <laughs> I'm hearing more. I feel like I'm sensing more. I feel it more in my body. Like you said, even just the other night I was laying in bed and I just kind of started like I felt like I was getting dizzy or spinning. And I was like, man, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm real sick. Maybe I got diabetes. I don't know. Like maybe I need some sugar. I don't know what's going on with me. But it was like <laughs> but then I started like like tingles and all this stuff. And I was like, no, this feels different. Like this doesn't feel like I don't know, like how to really explain it. But I was like, maybe this is just me being more aware. So that was it's kind of good to hear that. I'm not alone in that. Yeah. I think that, you know, as we're exposed to the paranormal, you know, our that, that third eye kind of opens up for us. We become a little bit more spiritual. We, we kind of have a belief that, hey, there is something there. It's not just a story, but it becomes a, a part of ourselves that is concrete, that there is an acceptance. And just that acceptance opens us up, you know, to that paranormal. Um, I think that if you're a hardcore skeptic, it's hard for you to, to get out of that because it's so much part of your world. But once you've experienced one thing, you begin to experience more and more. You know, I, I feel like that it just attracts that, you know, and, and maybe it's, uh, you know, in my head that attracts it. But I, I really do think that as we open ourselves, as we have a belief system that, you know, is open and accepting of the paranormal, we tend to get a little bit more. Um, you know, maybe it is, you know, that third eye opening or maybe it's just us trusting our own bodies. Mm, yeah. And I, like we, we've had skeptics on our tours who like in the investigation portion were like, I'm not going to see anything. Like nothing's going to happen to me. I promise. Like they just like <laughs> have that in their head. And then like, every so often something will happen to them. Like they will capture something on audio or video and they'll like call us after the tour is over and we've like parted ways and they're like, I saw something and they're like so excited. And then that just kind of like, opens doors for them. Like they're just like, they, they know they have concrete evidence and then they're just like wanting to see more and experience more. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I, I still haven't seen an apparition, and I tell Bethany all the time, because Bethany has, and, and she shared that story at the festival, seeing the little girl. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of thankful that I'm not there yet. Because <laughs> like, I, I, I just don't know what that what that's really going to be like. But I'm, I, I tell Bethany, I was like, it's going to have to happen. Like, it, it's eventually going to happen, because we're just getting yeah. deeper and deeper into this, and there's no way it's not going to happen. But... I don't know. I might just like, <laughs> it might just be the end of Leah. I don't know. It might just be it for me. <laughs> you know, and, and very honestly, you've probably already experienced that and not knowing. Uh, you know, I think that Steven has all the time, you know, there, there's like, I always constantly, did you see that? Did you see that? Like, did you feel that? And he, he doesn't always get that. But I think that, you know, we, we become more open over time like that. The funniest thing that he'll do is like, we'll be in bed. And like, it'll be in the middle of the night and he'll be like, he'll wake up and he'll be like, get out, get out. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? <laughs> so like, that's like, that's freaky. You know, that's, that's very spooky. But he, like, he has a rule like for spirits not to come into the bedroom and every so often that will happen. And he'll have to like, you know, reset that boundary for people, for spirits. And um, so that's like a spooky thing that'll happen. Oh my god! Um, yeah, I like how you said it's a funny thing that happens, and I'm like, <laughs> and then you say he's yelling at the spirit. I'm like, that's not funny. <laughs> so, like, well, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's funny to look look back on, I guess. Oh, I'm sure. Time, I'm like, terrified. I'm like, oh god, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, like this is like the conjuring moment. Like, you know, <laughs> things are going to happen. Um, but probably like the, like, well, I say it's funny now, but the spookiest one that happened that was related to the paranormal, like we were in bed and he wakes up and he like rolls up over and he's like, I think we got abducted. And I'm like, I'm like, what? And he, <laughs> and then he just goes back to sleep and he just oh goes back God. to sleep. And I'm just like laying there like, oh my God, did we just get abducted and thrown by aliens? Like, did, I don't remember. Like, he didn't remember. <laughs> Oh my god! But I'll say that like aliens are like far far scarier to me than any like parent like like spirit than stuff. Spirit, yeah. Um, I just like they're that's they're like foreign and you know strange and I don't know what aliens are going to do to me and <laughs> if I'll remember and yeah. So um, oh yeah, that's, that's creepy. And then just to fall back asleep like that, come on, friend. Like I'd have been like, <laughs> wake up. <laughs> You gotta wake up, man. You tell me what happened. I know it must have taken me like a whole hour to like like get brave enough to like fall back asleep. I was just like trying to listen for like rustles outside, like for any movement, like any lights. Like, oh my god, are they watching me now? Like, is this the first time? I have no recollection. Yeah, so I I don't know. Oh my goodness! But freak me out so hard. Yeah, man. No. You getting woke up? Woke? You better wake up! You better wake up right yeah. now! Uh, uh-uh, talking, yeah. talking like that. So you know, being married to a psychic medium is definitely very interesting and exciting and spooky sometimes. It, right? There's never a dull moment, I'm sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's intense, and I'm kind of glad that you brought up aliens because I, I believe, like I'm a believer. I'm a total molder. I mean, because to me, it's kind of I don't know, almost going back to ancestors, like there's so much correlation and using the stars and using the sky. and right. to, Yeah. So it's like, how, how do you not believe that maybe there was certain light patterns or certain things happening that, you know, helped out in other ways and I don't know, aliens. It's just so much. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like inevitable. There's no way that there's not other life forms out in the universe. The universe is too expansive. Like yeah. it's, it's too infinite. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And that is one of my biggest fears. It's it, the, the more unknown for me is space and deep ocean. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a scarier. Yeah, no, like you're not gonna see me on a boat. Like, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. we um, we've done several um, like ghost hunters cruises, and I've like even taught on a couple of them. And the best presentation ever on one of these ghost hunter cruises that we did was a presentation by Barry Fitzgerald. He was in um, I think the original Ghost Hunters International. And he did this presentation about how these people all go missing on cruise ships. And it was like a 20-year history of all these people going missing. And then we have to go back to our cabins and go to sleep and act like nothing has happened. Everything's okay. Yeah. It was like the strange disappearances of people on cruise ships or something like that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah no, not me. Yeah. Not this girl. <laughs> you ain't going to find me there. <laughs> Oh my god! That's and I've never heard of that ghost hunter cruises. Yeah, so um, yeah, definitely look it up. Ghost hunter um, cruises have been kind of going on, I guess, for about eight years now, Um, and they have done land stuff. They've done cruises. We've been a couple of locations with them on cruises. Um, 
with uh, they've done Alaska, they've done the Mediterranean, Rome, um, oh, Mexico, nice. all kinds of really cool stuff. So yeah, cool. yeah, That's and it's really like cool. it's a cool thing because it's all people from all over who are all interested in the paranormal. You know, a bunch of weirdos like us um, <laughs> getting together and just like you know having these like seminars and workshops and talking about the paranormal together, and then going and visiting different places who are and doing like excursions at haunted properties and stuff you know so that's really cool like we really uh particularly enjoyed the alaska cruise because that there's like a really cool history in alaska and a lot of different haunted places that we had never you know thought that we would be able to go and see and to go and experience that um was really interesting Mm -hmm. for sure no that's always (laughs) there's always a cool cosplay night where people get to dress up and do those kinds of fun things as well so it's a lot of fun to it Oh, that's cool, man. Too bad I hate the ocean. Like, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> she gets really yeah, mad seasickness. There's definitely a land version <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Then, then we'll for sure have to look into that. Yeah, I get mad seasick. Yeah. And people are always telling me, oh, you won't feel it on the big ship. And I'm just like, I'll feel it. Don't worry <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, she'll feel it. I'll feel it. <laughs> Princess in the pee over here. Like, <laughs> she gets mad sickness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so cool. I, I know that we're getting close to our time in it makes me very sad um but like i said we're definitely interested in and booking a tour with you guys soon i i really want to see y'all in action near the the history um yeah no so really thank you both so so much um i'm not sure there's any other bethany i don't know if you got any other questions or no i think like as y'all were talking y'all answered like my questions which is always awesome because i hate to interrupt (laughs) (laughs) um but no i i had a lot of a great time listening to y'all and getting to know more about like why you chose to do what you do and 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 i think it's beautiful and super important and uh and all i would have to say is like if there's anything else y'all wanted to add then you know i want to hear it other than that like i had a great time (laughs) yeah no i think the only thing to add is for people to you know to be open to be open about their own spirituality to have a spiritual practice i think that's definitely helpful to navigate yourself through uncertain times in the world um you know so just openness is always an encouragement and also just want to thank you guys for you know sharing this and you know bringing to this table um you know voices that are often not heard and so we are so grateful that you know we have you know amazing women out in the paranormal community talking spreading the word that there are also queer people out there doing the same thing and you know for all the ghost hunter people and people who are interested you know know that you have a place know that um you're not alone and know that you know the world is a special place and hopefully you figure that out for yourself Yes, oh, yes. I, was, I cannot do that. That was awesome. Yeah, whatever Fred said. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Ditto, right? Like, that was great. That, that was, was perfect. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we feel that so much in our souls. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, now, we've mentioned y'all's name and, and where y'all are. But do y'all want to let people know where they can find you or what platforms y'all are available at if people are interested in booking a tour? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, we, always you can find us on CuriousTwins.com. Um, we, are, we always are there. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, we're, uh, Curious Twins Paranormal, and on Instagram, Curious Twins Paranormal. Uh, definitely. Thank you guys again so, so much. This, this really meant a lot to us, so thank you. Aww, thank thank you. you. We appreciate you both. 
I really just need to say I feel like a changed person after talking <laughs> with Stephen and Fred. They are just so insightful. And I don't know, maybe it's just me. I don't know how you feel about it, but you can just feel how genuine they are oh, yeah. uh, in the conversation. And that's what I enjoyed about meeting them and why I want to talk to them every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're totally just like, I don't know, this may sound cheesy, but like a beautiful energy. Yeah, um, yeah, they really are. They're just, I don't, I don't know, there's something about them. They're, they have something that not everybody has, you know, like not only are they pioneers of a different type of paranormal tour, Mm-hmm. Um, but they're bringing something to the table that not every everyone can right. or has done. Right. And like maybe there are people out there who realized, you know, that there's something more to bring the table, but they didn't do it. I don't know. There's just something so phenomenal about them. And it was an honor to talk to them, really. It really was. Yeah. And I, I even said that when reaching out to them and, and asking them to do it, I was like, it would be an honor. And like, I, I meant that shit. <laughs> like, it's just... Again, their energy just is so nice, um, calming. They're funny. They're great. And again, when you're listening to them talk about what they believe in and what they've experienced, it's just... I don't know. It's... You believe it, yes, but it's it's almost comforting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Co- it's, it's a weird comfort. That's so weird that you feel that, too. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. That's why I'm so looking forward to doing a tour with them. Like, I just want to hear. I could listen to them talk about this stuff all day. Yeah. So, <laughs> all day. Your Texas twang came out. It all came day. out all day long. I'm on. We're going to go see you, Fred and Steven. We're going to listen all day. <laughs> all day long. <laughs> uh, uh, but really, it was really just great having them. I want to be their best friends. Please, please, please. Can we be best friends? <laughs> I'll watch Buffy with you as much as you want. Please. <laughs> love that shit. We love Obscure Horror too. Please. Oh my God. So we're moving to San Antonio now. <laughs> Dude, San Antonio is the shit though. Oh like, no, I no. Love I love it. <laughs> we do. We do. Um, so no, it was, it was just a great episode. I, I, I could go on and on about how great it was. Yeah, no. And, and again, um, I just kind of wanted to say like, I thought it was cool how they brought up how they, they kind of have this vision or like, I don't know, taking a different route of like, yeah, there's a place for the scary stuff, but there's also a place for like the beautiful stuff, the romantic stuff, the, yeah. the, the profound spiritual experiences. And I don't think that's something we've talked a lot about, you know, on our show, um, but it's something that we also agree with on with yeah. them on that. And, um, and I mean, we're still such a young show and there's so much more to explore um, but I just love how Fred brought that up yeah. and how they both talked about it. You know, It was great. It was great. They really are just the best couple um, it, it, meant to be stuff <laughs> with yeah. them. So I'm so happy that they found each other and are able to do what they're doing. It, it really is. And Bethany's used the word movement before. Um, and that's really what it feels like, like bringing up. Uh, voices that aren't always heard, stories that that aren't always heard, but are so very important. Um, and it and it does feel like being a part of a movement. And to know that those guys are doing what they can to move it forward, it just feels good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They're doing a great job. Yeah, love them. Too much respect. Absolute <laughs> pioneers and innovators. A hundred percent. Oh my goodness. But I, but I guess like. <sighs> Any other interview and story, well, we're going to have to cleanse it. Oh, I'm feeling heavy, baby girl. <laughs> Let's call up Sarah. Hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of the north by the powers of Mother and Earth. Hear us. Big breath in. Release it out. 
That's good. Feeling better? That, man, I feel great. I feel great. <laughs> Talking with those guys, a little cleanse. Damn, I could do anything now. <laughs> I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And I'm ready to go do some stuff. Hell yeah, let's do it. So as usual, it's me, Bethany. And I'm Leah. And we're signing off with two besitos. From these booties. I can't do with you. You're the most. I love you.